Oh yeah, she's that country girl who overcame the stigma that southern women are barefoot, backwoods, and backwards. Now she's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch sharing common sense, here's Marnie. Hi, welcome back to Front Porch Sense where we talk about common sense in America. I'm actually not sitting on my front porch today because it's raining cats and dogs out there and the thunder is just too loud and crazy. I want to talk with you about the different viewpoints that we're having expressed in our country right now has become very polarized and you know there's people on every part of the spectrum from being far left to far right and everything in between and everybody's got an opinion that's slightly different than each other's and so we have a tendency to want to say well all people on the left think this or all people on the right think that or people on the right or you know they hate different groups or whatever or maybe the people on the right think the people on the left hate you know there's all this hate stuff going on and accusations of hate or racism or labels or all these different things and really in order to have any kind of discourse or come up with any kind of solutions in our country we've got to at least find the origination point of where we're disagreeing because it looks like tons of points, all these different things that we're disagreeing on. And I think perhaps we don't disagree as much as we think we do. I think it may go down to some very core principles, core values where we're not seeing eye to eye. And because at that point we don't agree, it extrapolates into very different roads and very different solutions, very different um, viewpoints because we're not agreeing on key pivotal points. So in an effort to find those key pivotal points, I came up with what I considered a fairly decent summary of what I, as someone who's a constitutional conservative, believe that people more on the liberal leaning side believe, what they must believe based on the things that they support. So I came up with this statement, I posted it on my Facebook wall, and I said, if, you're, if you consider yourself left-leaning, do you agree with this? I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. Is this what you agree with? And it was just very open, not meant to be argumentative at all. I'm just trying to understand where people are coming from so that we can have a discussion. So the feedback that I got has been very respectful. People have been telling me uh, where they agree with this statement, where they don't agree with this statement. So first I'm just gonna read to you what I posted as what I perceive that people on the left may believe. And this is, like as if they were talking. People should be loving and play nice and everyone should have their needs met. Suffering should be eliminated in a civil society. It's okay to use government to make everyone play nice and it's proper to redistribute money and resources from those with surpluses and give it to those who are lacking or suffering. That is a primary function of government to decide who has too much and who doesn't have enough and what suffering is and to make that redistribute redistribution happen. In the feedback that I got, most of the people who consider themselves more liberal uh, leaning felt they agreed with the first of this, that suffering should be eliminated, that people should get along, people should be loving. Where they started to have a little breakdown is when I said that government could be used to get people to play nice and to redistribute money. That's where they, they kind of fractured up. Uh, one person said, wait a minute, I'm not really for forcing people to be nice. I um, Only if they're like 
physically harming someone and breaking a law when I want government to force them to play nice. And I'm thinking, oh, now that's that's more of a conservative view, right? Um, so the, the word um, make people play nice, this person interpreted as force. And so they didn't want government to force anyone to do anything. They just thought that people are generally nice and charitable and that they should just be nice and charitable of their own free will and government not to force it. And I'm thinking, well, that that's a conservative viewpoint. We want people to be nice. We want people to be to get along. And yet when she continued on, you could see that she wanted government involvement. Um, she did feel like some people had way too much money, the mega rich and all these others, and that, that there needed to be some appropriation. Other people um, verbalized their opinion. They agreed a lot to the beginning, but then they were like, well, wait a minute, I don't think they ought to be able to redistribute everything. You know, I'm in the middle class and I don't have a whole lot of extra, but the people that have a ton, you know, okay, yeah. You know, so it was always like somebody else uh, could have their incomes reappropriated. So there's there seems to be and the liberal spectrum some disagreement on that. But the main thing that they, they felt is that people ought to be loving and tolerant and let get, live and let live kind of thing and make sure nobody's suffering. Okay. So that at the core, I believe, is where we can we can start talking. We can have a discussion. What does love mean? Okay, does love mean that we must celebrate everyone's alternative lifestyle choice? Or does it mean that we're like, okay, I'm fine with whatever you do in your bedroom, just don't teach my kids that that's okay or that that's a viable option. I don't care whether you do it, but don't teach my kids that. See, at that point, there's there's force. There's government force being brought in to bring your viewpoint in to children. Okay, and it's infringing upon the rights of a parent to teach their child whatever they want to. Um, so what is love? Okay, does love mean it's complete permissiveness and you have to rejoice in every variation? Or is it allowing people to do what they want to with their lives? We don't have to beat them up. We don't have to be mean to them. We don't have to be anything like that. But we also don't have to allow them to force their viewpoints on us any more than they would want our viewpoints forced upon them. We wouldn't want to go to their children and teach them necessarily our point of view. They wouldn't want that, right? And so we don't want that. There was, okay, so that's necessarily not loving for those on the right, on the conservative viewpoint. We don't feel it's loving to force anything. We want people to choose to be kind, choose to be charitable, those kind of things, and not be forced. But if you back up even further to this key point of suffering needs to be eliminated. There, there's a core value there that I believe, from what I'm hearing from those on the, the more liberal view, is that suffering is bad and it needs to be eliminated. Okay, that core belief that suffering is bad and it needs to be eliminated is not necessarily one that those on the more conservative viewpoint agree with. And yes, we do believe in helping people but we do not believe that suffering can be eliminated. Many of us don't. Because as Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. There's always going to be some form of suffering. There's a really good quote 
from uh, Dr. John Martini and his book, The Breakthrough Experience. It's an excellent book. I don't agree with everything he says, and I'm, I'm not saying he advocates from my point of view politically in any way, but he does make an important point about suffering. And he's, this is what he says. He said, don't complain about your lot. Instead, ask yourself, how does my illness serve? What is the hidden benefit to my fear or confusion or lack of money? And don't stop until you're thankful for it. Does it make you slow down, seek healing, remind you of your mortality, stop taking life for granted, return to basics, take responsibility for your life? Does it help you dig inside and find courage, be grateful for small things, humble you, attract help and support, motivate you to get creative and get real? I promise you that the blessing is there, but you must be willing to look for it. Anything you perceive as life-threatening or destroying is also life-giving and creative. If you only have the wisdom to look for it, find the balance in your world and enter into a freedom that few people ever experience, the liberty of an inspiring and trusting life. I believe, and so does Dr. John Martini, that suffering cannot be eliminated. It serves us. Everything in our life serves, and it just is. Things just are, and we make them suffering or not based on our viewpoint and our lens and what we attribute to those events. It's like the people in Africa who rejoice when it's raining and we're like all covering up and while it's raining outside and annoying, they're grateful for the rain. They get out and dance in the rain. Rain is just rain and it's how we perceive it or what attributes we play upon it that make it bad. And in his book, he goes through some very difficult things, some very hard things and addresses them and shows how even they can work together for our good. So by eliminating suffering, even if we could, which I, I don't believe you can ever fully eliminate suffering, um, by taking away people's opportunity to grow, you're sort of like that person picking the eggshell off of a chick it's going to die. If you don't let that chick work its way out of the egg, it will die because it will not develop the, the abilities and the strengths it needs to survive in the world if you take away its quote unquote challenge or suffering. So this belief that suffering can be eliminated is very, it's a core variant between those who are more conservative and those who want the government to step in and eliminate suffering. And um, we also had a discussion in this particular thread about does it have to be the government to step in? Can't it be individuals, perhaps nonprofits, uh, churches, different groups like that that step in and help? Uh, does it really need to be the government? Because when you marry government to anything, even as this person who was more liberal quickly pointed out, that's force. Even she knew it was force to have the government make you play nice or to make you redistribute your wealth. So she was quick to back away from, oh, I don't want force, and yet she does want government. She wants government to be benevolent and a group of people who figure out where money ought to go and she can just give her taxes, her money to them and let them make everything right. So she's operating on some basic premises that government is benevolent or that it can be benevolent and that there are other people who know more than her about where she should put her money and that those people should be the ones to do it and that suffering can be eliminated. Okay, so there's these core principles 
that they're believing that many of us on the other end of the spectrum don't trust government. We see it as a fire and that once you give government power, they rarely, I mean, they've never given it back. I, I can't think of a place in history where they gave back power without some kind of bloodshed or war. It just doesn't happen. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that is a key view of those on the more conservative side is that government is dangerous. Where these other people believe government is just an extension of people and if people are great, then government will be great too. That's where we, we're going to bump heads on that. It's not that we don't want to help people. It's not that we hate people. It's not that we aren't for people being free to make choices that we wouldn't make. It's not that at all. We just don't want other people's viewpoints pushed on us. And we don't want government used to make people charitable. So when you're talking to someone more on that left side of the spectrum, perhaps you could use the statement that I came up and said, you know, ask them, do you agree with this? Is this right the way you see it? And they pin may pinpoint, yeah, but not this or whatever. And there's your talking point. There's your talking point. We can at least come to a meeting of the minds that, okay, you believe government's benevolent. I don't. I think it's, it's fire. Okay. And so then they can respectfully at least understand where you're coming from. And you can understand that they, they have a rosy view of the world. They have a ro rosy view of government. They have all this hope that everything can be fixed and eliminated and that suffering can go away. And you know, and, and we just don't, okay? But that doesn't make us hateful, and that doesn't make them hateful. It's just a different view of the world. Think about it. <laughs> Think about maybe how we can start conversing a little more civilly on these topics, and maybe we can come to a better meeting of the minds and come up with a way to actually help people that doesn't involve using government force to do it. Because it sounds to me like a lot of them don't really want to use force either. That's just, they're not really understanding that we view it as force. Y'all take care. God bless.